Blog Talk Radio. True Believers, welcome to the July 2023 Laura Ingalls Wilder update. And I went ahead and booked a longer time for this podcast because there is so much going on in July. But before we get to that, it's time for a little housekeeping. And this is to remind you that you can always call in to be part of the show at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. That's toll-free, 1-877-633-9389. And you can also listen on those numbers or you can stream it live through Blog Talk Radio or find the finished episodes all around the web, wherever your current favorite place to get podcasts is. Um, And I wanted to just remind everybody, I did actually get, as the clock chimes, Uh, I did actually get a couple of videos uploaded this month. I need to get some more edited, but keep a watch on Fridays. Hopefully they are going to keep coming. And I didn't get many podcasts done this month, of which I am sorry, but hopefully we are going to get going on that again. And I actually have two programs this month, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you about them now. Uh, On Saturday, July 1st, which is just two days from now, they are celebrating the 50th anniversary of Escher's Ferry, and I'm going to be there doing a butter and dairy display, including I want to thank my cousin Lindsay, who is getting me some raw milk cream rise to the top. I'm also going to be doing In the Kitchen with Laura at the Indianola Public Library at the end of the month, July 21st, 2023. That's as much as we got so far for this month, but it's not too late. If you'd like me to present near you, please make sure to tell your local library, museum, or civic group. Learn more about it on my website and my blog. And I do have a couple of people's emails that I have not yet responded to in the email, so I am very sorry about that. It's been a heck of a year. Uh, And with that, I am going to bring you back to the uh, regular podcast. I think that is all the housekeeping, which means I will remember something else I should have said in just a minute. Here we go. (laughs) 
So with that, welcome to Trundle Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic food waste, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utah, the host and creator of Trundle Bed Tales. Find us all around the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on a podcast system, please leave positive feedback because that helps people find the show. And... I am going to be talking today about Laura Ingalls Wilder events. Now, July and September tend to be the biggest Laura Ingalls Wilder event month, though, frankly, June is uh, getting more and more in them. But we're just going to go through the list in uh, chronological order of where Laura lived and point out which events are going on. And I do want to point out that I have a page on my um, blog where I keep all of these up to date. As soon as I find out about another event, I add it to that page. I do not add it to the um, to the blog post. So that our first stop is at Pepin, Wisconsin, and uh, they are doing home at Laura's place. Now, this is the little house wayside, which is the replica birthplace cabin, which is roughly on the well, it's on the Ingalls property, roughly at the site of the cabin. And uh, they've been doing these special weekend events. This is the second year they're doing it. Uh, it's put together by the Laura Ingalls Wilder Memorial Society, the Laura Ingalls Wilder Days Committee, and the Austin Tea Party Players. And I've been trying to find out what the cabin is like in between these events. Uh, they originally had the cabin completely furnished and then only opened uh, when they had it staffed. And then they decided they really didn't want to try and staff it uh, with people. It, it was just, they, they thought it was too lonely a spot to let people be stuck there all the time. So they moved all that furniture down to the Laura Museum, which is still in downtown Pepin. And I've seen photos of this event. Uh, you can find them on Facebook um, and in the Pepin organizations. And I try and share them on my feed when I see them. And I can see they, it looks like they're done, doing a really nice job, but I don't know what they're doing. If, if the cabin is just completely empty now inside, um, they didn't have much furniture at all before they did have a picnic table inside. And that seems like an awful lot of stuff to carry back and forth constantly. But I have not been there in between. So if anybody has been, let me know. And the event is the second weekend, both Saturday and Sunday of each month between May and at least September. I don't remember if it went farther than that or not. But anyway... Uh, the days that it's happening this month are July 8th and 9th. Independence, Kansas has traditionally had their Prairie Days event, and that was their big event of the year. They've been shifting that to be the Carrie Ingalls Swainsey birthday party, which is uh, going to be Saturday, July 29th this year from 1 to 5. 
Uh, I haven't been to this relatively new event. It is uh, something to know about because it was the only Laura Ingalls Wilder event that was actually carried out during 2020. That gets us to Walnut Grove. And this is, of course, pageant month in Walnut Grove. This year starts a brand new trilogy of plays in place of the Fragments of a Dream pageant. They, uh, the first play they put on for this new series will actually be the second one in the trilogy. The first in the trilogy will be closest to the traditional Fragments of a Dream, so they are skipping on to the second one. It's called Chasing the Dream, 1875 to 1876. Now, Uh, For 45 years, they have put on Fragments of a Dream, and it is polished and perfect, and I love it so much. And I'm so glad I got to see it last year because I did not know that they were going to this trilogy thing. I had heard rumbles, but I had no idea they were actually at a go point. And the idea, as I understand it, is they're going to – be putting more of Laura's actual life in the in the plays. They have done more research, and they want to really reflect that in what happens. And they're going to be putting a lot more of the Baroque element in, as I understand it. So I have to admit I'm a little nervous about this. When you have something that is pretty perfect to kind of shove it aside for something new, it's dangerous (laughs) in my experience. A lot of times it goes horribly wrong. But the people doing this are the same ones behind Fragments of a Dream, and they've done such a good job with that starting from nothing to start from this solid foundation I really hope that this ends really well. I do not know this for sure, but I assume the reason they've gone to this uh, trilogy is they want to encourage people to come back uh, more than one year to see the pageant. It won't be, oh, I've seen the pageant and that's it, which those must be pretty fair weather friends. I see the pageant every single chance I get, uh, and it's great. Um, they also really want to. They've done all this research, and if you go to Laura in Minnesota, their YouTube page. I haven't done a post about it yet, but I'm going to. They've put together little uh, short videos about different townspeople around Walnut Grove whose stories are going to be in this new production. And I have decided that, well, I decided that I really wanted to see this new production because I am a little nervous. And so my friend Kelly and I are going to be heading out for a very short trip on over the um, July 15th. And we are going to be, um, we're going to go and basically see the pageant because I don't think we're going to have a lot of other time, though I'm sure we will stop and do some other things while we're there. But uh, it's 
I, I really want to see what they come up with. So I will definitely do a report back. And I haven't done it yet, but I definitely want to see if I can interview somebody or a couple people from the pageant to talk about uh, what this is changing over to a new pageant. And I really hope that next month when we come and do this, I can tell you that this was a fantastic idea, that this pageant is even better. And uh, I just really hope so. The year or the dates of the pageant this year are July 7th and 8th, July 14th and 15th, and July 21st and 22nd. If you don't know, the Walnut Grove pageant just does Friday and Saturday nights, and DeSmet does Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you're planning on doing uh, Walnuts Groves on Saturday and DeSmet's on Sunday, totally doable. Do not try and drive to DeSmet after the Walnut Grove pageant. I always tell people the key to enjoying a Walnut Grove pageant is having a good place to stay. And um, we'll have to see how it goes. I'm staying in a new place this time, so I will have to give you feedback on that. Uh, they also always, every Saturday in Walnut Grove for the pageant weekends, they have what they call the Family Festival in the Walnut Grove City Park. And I got to uh, go to it or to speak at it last year. I loved it. I was so glad to be able to do that. Uh, my videos from that trip are mostly what I'm uploading right now. I hope I get them done soon and can share them out. But we have... Um, Another one uh, ready to go tomorrow, and hopefully I'll get the one for next week done, too. Uh, this year's speakers, now you're going to need to check the Walnut Grove website for a full schedule and more details as it gets closer. And uh, this year, on July 15th, William T. Anderson, who is the best Laura person to talk to, and Cindy Wilson, who wrote The Beautiful Snow about the long winter, will be there speaking I'm not sure, excuse me, <coughs> boy, I need a cough button on here. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to see them or not. I hope so. All right, that moves us over to DeSmet, where I am truly sorry I don't have on my schedule an ability to go this time, but... Uh, they are also going to be doing a new pageant. It is called Heart of the Prairie. It's an original production and is described as featuring Laura and early DeSmet history. Um, they quite frequently do new productions in DeSmet, and I'm always sorry when I can't um, get there to see them. And I have to say, there's so much I want to catch up on in DeSmet. I was only there two years ago and there's still so much new stuff that has come out or stuff that uh, research ha that my research and research my friends have done uh, that I want to get there uh, and I've got more videos that I want to do that I'm like oh yes I need to do this video and I can't get it done so I hope that I do get to this mat next year and we will see how it goes uh, the play, um, the pageant dates are July 7th, 8th, and 9th, July 14th, 15th, 16th, 
and July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And I just spotted a missing comma. I'm going to have to go back and change the page. Anyway, uh, gates open at 6, performance at 8. Uh, I uh, always, as I go, eh, oh, eh, oh, I always recommend people, if you're going to the Walnut Grove pageant, there are people who like to bring a blanket and sit on the top of the hill. And now the seats are more expensive. It's less of a must-do. Uh, but I do recommend getting a folding chair uh, reserved seat, if at all possible. I used to recommend getting a second one so you had a little bit more room, but they're expensive enough now that I don't do that. Um, if, if you are unaware, their seating are metal folding chairs that are hooked all together, so you can't move one apart without moving all of them, which makes great sense for setup, but I don't like how close they are. It's why I'm talking about getting more room with an extra seat. Anyway, so uh, in this uh, SMET, I do recommend you taking along a lawn chair and don't worry about, they don't have reserved seats. Don't worry about that. If you want to pay by credit card, the day of, you need to go to the Ingalls Homestead and buy a ticket or buy the tickets for your group there. If you don't do that, make sure you have cash because you have to pay cash. I'm not sure if they do checks. I think it's just cash at the gate. Uh, the gates open at 6. They have all sorts of things going on. Performance starts at 8. Uh, they've got a first school event, July 15, 2023. And that's all the information I have on it. So I'm not quite sure what that is. Uh, and this is going to be DeSmet event number 3. And I did not realize it. Uh, if you are unaware, uh, I thought that Laura Laura had stopped publication with the rotating directors and COVID and that. Apparently, they just stopped sending it to me. So if they've stopped sending it to you too, let them know. So I had no idea this was coming. And I guess I should say, I don't know that it was in lore. I don't know if it did say. But this is going to be um, the third big event that SMET has. They're not calling it that, but I really think this is, having been to the first two, I, I think this is the third. And they're having, um, on July 22nd, they are having Judy Thompson, who is the artist who did the covers for all of the Pioneer Girl Project books. They are having Cindy Wilson, author of The Beautiful Snow. They're having William Anderson again. And then on Sunday, they're having William Anderson uh, only uh, have another session. And seriously, if you can only hear one person ever talk about Laura, Bill Anderson is the one you want to hear. All right. And that is going to move us down to Mansfield. Uh, Mansfield is making kind of a bigger deal about Independence Day than they have period, uh, previously. I don't remember seeing it on their official schedule list before. Maybe I just seen it, but there is a big blurb about it this year. 
and they're saying the 4th of July is always celebrated in Mansfield, Missouri. Parades have been a tradition here since the days of horses pulling decorated wagons and buggies. Today, we all celebrate Independence Day in Mansfield with a parade, festival, and fireworks. I think that is probably just a regular small-town parade. I don't think it has a particular Laura theme. Uh, It doesn't sound like it maybe even has a particular history theme, but if you are anywhere near southern Missouri, be sure to hang out for their Independence Day Festival. Now, they also have Rocky Ridge Adventure Pioneer Camp. That is going to be July 24th to the 28th. And it is, um, the camp will be for ages, or for children ages 9 to 12. Uh, Camp will cost, and I still don't have a number amount of what it's costing uh, per child, and will include a week of exciting adventures around Rocky Ridge Farm. Campers will enjoy many learning activities, bringing a hands-on perspective to the pioneer lifestyle. And they have an email, which will be in my email that goes with the, or my blog post that goes with this. Um, If you want to ask for more information, camp will take place, rain or shine. Your child will not want to miss this special week of historic fun and memories. Register today and reserve your spot. And what is included from last year's post, which is not, um, spelled out as well in this year's post is registration costs includes five days of camp, a tin cup, a badge, a book, a shirt, a hat, bonnet for girls, coonskin cap for boys, and for more information, call 417-924-3626. That's 417-924-3626. And... That gets us to Malone and Slash Burke, New York. Now, I always try and say Malone, Malone slash Burke because the local people really say it's in Burke and want you to say it's in Burke, but Malone is how everybody knows it. So they have two events uh, in Malone, and it looks like I actually switched them on my list, which is not good. But they're on the same weekend. On the Saturday, they're having their annual cultural festival. And this is really very interesting. Because they have a cultural festival every year, but when we had these things when I was at Escher's Ferry, and as I've seen other places do them, they will have like this. This one is the Scottish Fling. And traditionally, you would just then have a Scottish Fling every year. But they don't do that. They rotate around different ethnic groups that are from the area. And I really think that's cool. So this year's is the Scottish Fling. And it's on Saturday, July 15th. The annual cultural events will resume the summer with the second Scottish Fling. Uh, They got canceled last year for I don't know why. Come enjoy the enchanting sounds of bagpipes, watch traditional Scottish dancers, and try some Scottish fare as we celebrate the influence of Scots in rural northern New York when the Wilder family lived there, vendors invited. And that's the last of the actual Laura home sites. But 
This is such a big Laura event month that we don't stop at the home sites. So we are going to the Living History site, Old World, Wisconsin, in Eagle, Wisconsin, which is uh, something over an hour, maybe an hour and a half from um, Milwaukee. So if you go see Ma's birthplace and then head over here. Uh, or you could just go there. Uh, it's a very interesting site, Old World, Wisconsin, because the guy who set it up was a historian and was not a museum person, which means that the different farms that are reflecting the different areas and um, nationalities, ethnic groups that make up Wisconsin are not close to each other and easily accessed, which a museum person would have done. They are spread out. So you totally walk away from one farm and walk a distance till you get to the next one. So there's more of that feeling of separation that you don't get in a lot of living history farm collections. So it's it's interesting. I They have had kind of an ongoing thing with Laura. Their events have ranged from one day. Uh, the year I went, they actually had 2,000 people there on a Thursday for a Laura event. Their crowds, I think, must have gotten way down. They do different things now. One year, they had a whole month. Um, one year, they had Laura just be part of another event weekend they had. So it, it really changes theirs. Uh, but this year, they're not having an open event, but they're having the Little House Adventure Summer Camp. These are one-day adventure camps for kids held three different times. There's a, sep- a registration fee that's separate from the admission fee for the park, and you need to pay the registration fee, too. Uh, the kids are, it's for kids aged 8 to 10, and it is an all-day event from 10 to 3, and they're going to hold them on Thursday, July 6th, Thursday, July 20th, and then I, it, August the 10th, which is, of course, for next month's update, but I was putting all this information in, so I just included it, too. And they're also having, and I think this one uh will be of interest to a lot of adult Laura fans. The Little House Family Adventure Summer Camp is a one-day camp for kids and adults to take part in together. It doesn't say so, but I think they expect you to bring a kid if you're an adult. So if you've got any kid that around that is between 8 and 10 that you can bribe into going with you if you don't have your own, I think it might be a fun thing to do. And it's going to be on Sunday, July 30th. Okay. And that gets us to a Iowa site. And uh, the Iowa site is the Nelson Pioneer Farm in Oskaloosa, Iowa. Uh, uh, the Nelson Pioneer Farm is a fairly big living history site. It's it's a very well done county history museum. The Nelson family, whose house is part of this, uh, is actually the wife went to the school for the blind, and her time there overlapped with Mary's. 
they weren't the same age, they weren't in the same class, but their time overlapped. And they had not, when I last found out, and this has probably been 10 years ago, so it might change by now, but they just had given off the whole family house to the museum, so they hadn't gone through all the, like, attics and all the closets yet, and they were still planning, or, or, and so I hadn't given up hope that there might be some Mary letters there somewhere. Sometime, fingers crossed, we're going to find at least a couple Mary le- letters, I so hope. But they don't have any now. Don't get overly excited. Um, and they call their event now Laura Days. Again, this is something that they have switched back and forth, how much they do. I've actually gone to speak there for them about three times, I think. Uh, and uh, what this year's thing, and they've been doing this for the last couple uh, years, not including the shutdown, Uh, Three different series of crafts will be offered every Tuesday through Friday through July. This is not a day camp. The goal of this program is for adults and children to do activities together. Adults must remain with their children. Most activities are designed for children ages 6 to 10. Any special notation regarding ages or skill levels are listed with the activities or a modification will be available. Younger siblings are welcome to join in to the best of their ability. Each day will feature a building or exhibit before heading to the craft barn to make the craft. And they will all be Laura-related. Now, a different one is kind of exciting, is Project Archaeology is doing a class July 14th to 15th in Blue Earth, Minnesota. Now, I haven't found out for sure um, if there's any places left. They only had 16 spaces available. And I have been to one of their classes before. The one I did was in West Branch at the Hoover Presidential Library, which was pretty cool because they had the report from the archaeological dig they did on on, uh, Herbert Hoover's father's blacksmith shop, which was all kind of awesome. Uh, And they actually spent a decent amount of the workshop, though, talking about archaeology, how you can use archaeology in your classes, the kind of things you expect to see in archaeology. And I actually did a podcast interviewing someone from Project Archaeology after I did that class. And I'm going to have to go share that out because I just thought of that, but I hadn't shared it in a while. And the last thing that I want to talk about is the Wilder podcast. Now, uh, this is a short-term podcast. They recorded information over last summer, and they produced a short-run format podcast. And Um, If you listen to part one, they're up to part four now. I was one of the unnamed voices. Uh, So considering how long I talked to them, I hope I'm more than that one little snap of an unnamed voice. But you never know. That might be it. Uh, They just released part four. You can find it on iHeartRadio or check wherever you get your podcasts. I'm really saving most of my comments to the end, but they keep saying El Manzo instead of El Manzo, and you know that ticks me off. 
uh, and uh, so that's not a great thing. But I will say on the positive side, they had gotten a brilliantly clear recording of a um, of a Roger Lee McBride interview talking about Rose and the beginnings of their relationship. And you can hear all my clocks are going off. Uh, and about his relationship with Rose. And it was crystal clear. It was really like he was right in the room with him. Uh, and it was a recording from 93 when uh, he did a lot of publicity because he was just bringing out the Rose book. And I could talk a lot about that, but I won't right now. And they also had a brilliantly clear recording of one of his presidential campaign ads uh, because Roger Lee McBride did run for president on the Libertarian Party ticket. And because well, I won't explain to you how the Electoral College works. I should sometime because it seems like not a lot of people understand it. And they really need to. But um, he voted the only electoral vote that has ever been made towards a libertarian candidate. There has been one electoral vote voted, which in the Electoral College, which just means more than one person voted for it. I'm not saying just one person voted for it. But the Electoral College is set up so um, each vote represents somebody from the state. And I'm trying not to say things that are wrong or to explain too much in depth. But the upshot is Roger Lee McBride cast this electoral vote which is the only one that has been made for the Libertarian Party. And so the next year they made him the candidate. And I actually have been thinking that I need to talk about that more in, in podcasts. So uh, I am going to have to do that. And that's it. That is the end of all the things that are going on in July. Uh, so we've got all those things at the home sites, a couple things that aren't home sites. I'm doing two presentations this month. We've got uh, YouTube videos coming out, and it's just all sorts of exciting, co- cool things this month with the Laura fandom. And I hope to be able to uh, get more stuff to you when I'm up in Walnut Grove this uh, month and will be able to share some cool things then. And I did want to ask you something, and I think I will probably ask it on Facebook too, but and, and Twitter. I am wondering, I am considering going through and making a couple of my longer episodes, or I'm sorry, longer blog entries into a podcast episode because there are things on the podcast 
There are things on the blog that I don't think get enough attention, enough, and I'm wondering if making them podcast episodes might improve them. So I would figure that I would be uh, talking about everything I have in the post and then adding additional information that I got. Um, Another advantage for this would be that I have been having a terrible time trying to get these scheduled ahead um, for various reasons. And having something that I could pick up when I get a chance would, without having had to do a ton of prep, because I already wrote the, the blog post, I think would be handy and I might get a few more episodes out. So if you, that is something you think you'd be interested in uh, listening to, please drop a comment and let me know. And I think I think that's about it. But I actually uh, reserved more time than this, and even though I don't have to use it all, I think I will also talk just a little bit more about my YouTube channel um, because I've been doing some kind of different things with it uh, this year, and I want to make sure I know about it. There we go. I'm actually bringing it up so I can make sure. There we go. All right. So that's the little start on my page every time. Okay. Uh, so I have started a couple of brand new kind of, of uh, videos. I've got my Walnut Grove trip, which I uh, have started, and I'm going to keep going on that one. I've been doing these map tours where I take the historic map they give you, and I drive around the town and point out the things that are on the map. And I have these where to drive and why videos. And I really like those because I hear people ask questions about um, where they should go, what there is to see. And I think those really kind of answer that question because it shows you from a central place in the town where to drive to find the things and why you should want to. And it doesn't mean you have to do all of them, but I really am liking that setup. I think maybe it's a little easier to access and focus in on than the entire trip diaries. And I just want to kind of know you guys' opinion. Is this something that you find helpful? And um, is there a particular type of video you would, or uh, yeah, a video that you would like to see more of? I've got more of most of the things coming. It's just a matter of getting it edited. But um I'm really kind of interested in what you think. So please let me know. Uh, I also just did a, and here I'm pausing because I'm going over to my blog so I can bring up the page there. I updated my by the numbers um, blog post. I do one of these about every six months and give you the current numbers on uh, my, well, on all my stuff compared to 
uh, what it was originally. So these date back 10 years. I did the first one in August 2013, and I, it's, I do it roughly every six months. So I did it this year, and it talks about the number of blog posts I did, the number of views, number of videos, the number of subscribers, all that kind of thing. Take a look, and if you do not follow me one of those places, let me know or go ahead and follow. And I think that is really about all I have to say for the podcast this time. So I'm going to say right in the corner where you are, And have a great and surprisingly busy July. If you are anywhere near Cedar Rapids, Iowa, stop in and see me at Usher's Ferry Historic Village on the 1st. And if you are anywhere near Indianola, which has the uh, latest, newest, Laura Ingalls Wilder Elementary, uh, which has been there quite a while now, but it was uh, a late addition to the Laura Elementary list. And... Come see me present In the Kitchen with Laura. Thanks, everybody, and I will see you next time right in the corner where you are. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.